Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Has there ever been a time when you feel like you're trying to achieve something and it just isn't happening? Singer-songwriter Rye Bradley is joining us on this episode today to share with you his message of why you shouldn't ever get pigeonholed or told you're only one thing, and you should always be your true self. In fact, he shares how you should think about making an impact on the world, finding your own voice, and not listening to all the naysayers. I'm Shauna Compton-Game, this is Millennial Money, and today we're talking finding your true voice with Rye Bradley. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain.
Okay, so you know this whole podcasting thing. It's all about technology and Wi-Fi and audio and uploading and downloading. And there's a lot of technological pieces that go into podcasting, even though it seems fairly simplistic. So when we have a technical glitch, it's always like a head scratcher. Hmm, how did that happen? (laughs) And how can I quickly fix that? So we had a podcast episode come out last week about Blockchain 101 with Kendi Lane, and there was a huge technical snafu. I don't know how it happened, but somehow when the audio got uploaded to iTunes, it just decided to, I don't know, have an alien invasion, and somehow I was talking over her, and she was talking over me, and it was just horrible. So if you listen to that episode, I apologize profusely. I have no idea how that happened, but the good news is it is fixed. So you can go re-listen to the episode Blockchain One-on-One. It was such a great episode. I think blockchain really is this technology of the future. And I think if we're not paying attention to it, we're going to miss, I I think, some big things that are going to happen and how it's really going to revolutionize our wallet and how we spend money. Uh, Just so many different transactions. So if you listen to that episode and you were like, hey, Shauna, what's the deal with the audio? (laughs) I just want to tell you, I'm here for you. I got your back. It's all fixed. And hopefully, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to say really equivocally and strongly that iTunes is not going to let the aliens invade our episode. This time, it's going to be clear and crisp, just as it should be. So please go back and check out that episode. And hopefully, the podcasting technology aliens will not choose to invade us anymore in the future. (laughs) Uh, But just honestly, thank you. If you did listen to that episode and you were a bit frustrated, uh, you know, it's always my job to bring you good quality audio and good quality content as well. So I appreciate you hanging in there with me. But today's episode, I'm really excited about. I I wanted to introduce you guys to Rye Bradley. He's a California-based and Hawaiian-reared singer-songwriter And he's really out to break that Nashville country music stereotype mold that holds so many singers back from blossoming into true artists. And this may be something, I mean, you might not be a musician, of course, but this might be something that you could really relate to in your own life. Maybe you're trying to do something in your career or in your personal life, and you just feel like there's this stereotype that you can't break out of. I know this is something that I experienced when I was coming up in the financial planning career. When I got my CFP, everybody was looking at me like, okay, well, now here is the path that you take. Here is what your business should look like. And I kept thinking, but this just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like me. But there's this box that they wanted to put you in. And I felt like I couldn't escape that box is really one of the reasons why I started this podcast because I thought I'm way more creative than this box is allowing me to be. And there has to be a way to do what I want to do regardless. And there has to be a way for it to be successful and and, and meaningful and profitable and all those things that, that you need to pursue a career. And so I just finally said, like, forget you, box. I'm going to go and I'm going to do it my own way. And thankfully, you're you're here with me. So maybe there's something in your own life that you can really relate to in, in Rai's story. So Rai has a brand new album. It's very personal. It's called Everything I've Got. And it includes a song called The Next Aldine Show which pays tribute to the shooting victims of the Las Vegas Route 91 Music Festival that happened last year. 
that very, very tragic shooting. All the proceeds are going to go to the survivors and the family members. So Rye is just, he really connected to what happened there and felt he needed to do something to make a difference. He's also involved in this Women in Rock event and recently held his own rock and roll camp. Hello, where do I sign up for young musicians in Norway? I am not a musician. I am a shower singer. I'm definitely a car singer. And I do actually think in my head that I would be amazing on a stage. Can you just imagine like hearing the audience scream for you and being able to just belt out a song or be just like so kick-ass on a guitar, but sadly that's not in my forte. So we spoke with this very down-to-earth young star from his home in Orange County, California, and he opened up about how splitting time as a kid of divorce in Hawaii and California, it really shaped his musical palette, which I think is really cool. And he's sharing with you what it takes to carve your own path in life, which I'm really going to add here, no matter your bank account, no matter what that number says, money is just a number. And you've got stuff you're supposed to do in life, regardless of what that number says. It still does not seem real The day the music died when I held you in my arms and we just cried. Okay, so Rye, so thanks for uh, joining us on the show. We, we totally appreciate it. Uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. This is great. I'm, do- I'm doing great, and the sun's out, and I'm, uh, I'm just happy to be doing this. So, for show. Absolutely. Uh, well, I think you have a really interesting story. And that, uh, you know, and we, were, we were just talking just before I, I, I hit record here that you grew up in Orange County, uh, Cal- Southern California, at, and as well as Hawaii and stuff like that, which I think are two kind of, you know, you, a lot of people may seem to think they're similar, but they're, they're very different areas and stuff like that. What music were you actually into growing up that kind of really, you know, propelled you into playing music uh, professionally and stuff? Uh, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, my lady and I were just talking about just how weird my story is and how just we always call each other weird because it's just, you know, totally, totally just unique. I think we all have this unique story. But for me, it was bouncing back and forth between Hawaii and California that actually kind of really made me open minded. You know, so I would when I was a kid, I thought Brown Eyed Girl, Lay Down Sally, Blackwater, all these like songs that everyone knows is like classic rock songs. I thought they were Hawaiian songs. All the, all the bands in Hawaii were playing them. Like, so wh- one of the first things I learned to play in the ukulele was Brown Eyed Girl. So, you know, you know, you're 10 years old, you don't really put it all together. So I would do that. I, I would live in Hawaii with my dad and uh, he, it's so funny. I learned to surf from this uh, female pro surfer who was like totally connected to this Hawaiian music scene. So I got, you know, to really hang with a lot of these older Hawaiian cats who were playing. And I just, to me, it was just all music. Meanwhile, my mom's listening to Alan Jackson in California, Dwight Yoakam. And, and I'm obsessed with, uh, you know, Bon Jovi at 10 years old. So it's like, I just, I just had this like, no, 
no uh, filter, no rule. I just listen to whatever I like. And I kind of maintain that nowadays, you know. I did notice, though, when I started to write songs, I really gravitated towards that, you know, like the true life story of country music. There's no, it, I liked that it wasn't pretentious and it was just somebody talking about what was going on with them. You know, there, it wasn't, you, it kind of had to be honest and I really dug that. And then as a guitar player, just being obsessed with the guitar, I love the, the country sounds. And in country music, you can actually just blend all these different styles, which is, it's, it was a natural, it's a natural fit for me because I like all these different things. I like Aerosmith and I love Merle Haggard. So, I mean, you can, as long as the song is, a true song to me you just you could you could just take it in any direction you want to you know and also don't you think too that that's why you we're seeing so many different sort of genres of country music these days because i think artists like yourselves and and you know people coming up or in the business are really exposed to so many different kinds of music growing up and stuff like that or even today and then you're like hey i want to kind of put that in into my music yeah i mean for sure and you know, anybody, well, I always, I always tell people like, well, you know, guys, the truth is rednecks like rock and roll and they listen to country because their girlfriends like it. And you know, I'm always joking about that, but um, my, my family comes from Bakersfield. So like they're, my mom, my mom's family is always talking about Merle Haggard. And, you know, so that to me, it just was music. I didn't like put it together as like, this is country or this is something else or, um, but I, I mean, I even studied classical music. I went to Spain for a little while and studied guitar over there. But being in Nashville and really connecting with this authentic story is what, what really resonated with me. And that, so the, the I, I don't know, I guess it's like the shared life experience that exists in the country music tradition. That's what has always like pulled me back. Like something about Johnny Cash just, I mean, to, to this day, I love Johnny Cash from the moment I heard him. And even to this day, I, I will sing along to any Johnny Cash song. I just love it. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if I'm answering your question other than I think all of us, you know, there's nobody that didn't grow up with uh, some rock and roll nowadays because, you know, rock and roll. How old is rock and roll? 70 years old, 50 years old. No. Right, right. Well, and also and also, too, like, you know, Johnny Cash is really one of the you know major influences of rock and roll artists uh, as well as country artists you know i mean he crosses the board totally and that's and that just speaks to what i'm saying you know you can put all these labels on it but at the end of the day good music is good music and it speaks to everybody you know so if if somebody's a true music fan they like all they like something in every style right right well what 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 kind of really pushed you into country music more than than other um, you know, any other genres and stuff? Well, I think that that's the, the last bastion of songwriting. So if you want to share this story, uh, you know, and I might be pissing some people off at this point, but like when it comes to like really sharing something, country music, the country song, or if you want to call it that, that tradition of, you know, creating something out of your story, it, that's, that's where it's at. And then combine that with the fact that, you know, my mom has been like exposing me to country music since I was a kid. And my, it's, I mean, even my grandparents, my other, my dad's family's from Texas. So lots of Johnny Cash and, you know, um, to me, it's just kind of, I, I, I guess for lack of a uh, better explanation, it's just American music. And I, 
just being in a, like, I like all kinds of stuff. I'm Spanish and I go to Norway, but at, at the core of it, I'm, I'm an American guy and I love it here. I love our culture and our, our traditions here. You know, I love the mixture of everything that's going on, you know, like, uh, you know, like all the uh, German and Celtic influence in bluegrass is still there and it blows my mind. I listen to it. I'm like, wow, you can hear it. You can hear that there's something, you know, imported. So I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but to answer your question, to answer your question, it just feels, it just feels right. Jeff. Yeah, it just feels right. <laughs> Uh, well, I, you know, I was reading in your bio, and, it, and, and you describe your, your style of country music, speaking of that, as, as innovative. So how, how, is, how do you feel like you, you kind of do, are doing some different things, and how is your music a little more innovative? When we were looking to hire someone at Millennium Money, we just had no idea where to look to find good candidates for the job. And we ended up wasting so much time and money. And of course, we didn't end up finding a good employee after all that time. I'm so thankful, though, we found ZipRecruiter and we were just amazed how easy the hiring process became, even for a small business like ours. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for. They identify the people with the right experience and then they just invite them to apply for the job. They do all the hard work for you. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day, which is hilarious because we spent weeks trying to find the right person and were unsuccessful. So one day for a quality candidate, it's like winning the lottery. The right candidates are out there and ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Whether you're just building your business and need to hire an employee or you're a more seasoned business needing some good people. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mymoney. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mymoney. At the end of the day, ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Seriously. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial.
The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. 
Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Well, um, a big piece of that is my no rules mentality where I'm just like, if I, if I want to try something, I just do it. And then, um, and then, you know, reeling that back in, you know, like, okay, well, you, you know, people, you still want people to relate to this. <laughs> like, that's a, so, but I mean, cause to me, it's a natural progression to, to link, um, blues with country or it's a natural, it's a natural connection to, just put these all these styles together, but thankfully my producer Justin Bush, he uh, he's kind of the same way in in terms that he wants to push the boundaries, but he he knows how to do it in a way that doesn't seem contrived. And so luckily I have I have great people behind me and helping me. So keep keep it together. But at, you know uh, I I always talk about this Bowie quote where Bowie talks about how you want to get your your listener right out to the edge of what, what they know and, you know, get them excited for what's next. So like they're barely touching your, sw- swim out as far as you can go where you're barely touching and you don't know what's going to happen next, but you're kind you're kind of safe, but you don't, you know, there's this excitement about what's going to happen next. And I just like creative people who are pushing the boundaries without it being, as long as it's honest. So I guess to answer your question is like, as long as it's an honest song and it's coming from, you know, the heart, I, I, I just kind of just mix stuff together and have fun with it. And it seems to translate really well. Imagine the, the, the hell of having to sing a song you hate. That's a, like, let's say you get a hit song, but you hate it. And you have to, you're now, now it's like, well, if I want to, you know, make money and go on tour, I got to sing this song, you know, um, it's like, um, but it, you know, it's a slippery slope, man, because then, like, at what point do you start writing songs so that you can, you're like, oh, this will be good. This will, people will like this. I don't, and then you're pulling yourself out of it. Like, am I, am I pulling the, the authenticity out of it? You know, so that, you know, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. I know when I first started writing songs in Nashville, I was kind of, it, it hurt to see that some of these publishers and stuff, a song to them was like moving a used car. Like, you know, it was just, it's, I don't know if it occurred to me at the time that, that they, that they just didn't care about the art, you know, and maybe, maybe that's just like my sensitive guitar playing kid that still lives inside of me, you know, just didn't like he wants, you know, to me, music is so important. So to turn it into a strict, straight up business um, kind of threw, uh, caught me off guard at first, but you know, there's a, pl- there's a place for all of that though. So. I think what I'm seeing a lot more is, is a lot more artists like, you know, Jason Isbell or Sturgill Simpson or people like that are, are going, hey, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not going to be part of this big machine. We're going to do our own. I'm Margo Price or, you know, Casey Musgraves and, you know, whoever are just going, hey, no, we're going to do something different. But, you know, an artist like yourself. And, you know, and I think it's maybe good that you're, you know, in Southern California away from that big machine at times. Yeah. Well, um, I, I like that all those people that you mentioned. People, their fans obsess about them. You know what I mean? So it's not just like, oh, they're good. Sturgill's fans, Casey Musgraves fans, they, I mean, they love them. They're, you know, it's like a, 
it's a the next level of fan fandom you know it's like a anyway so yes but being out in california so people will ask me like you know why don't you just move out to nashville and i and i have to go well i love it there and i absolutely could and maybe if if i had done that a long time ago that would have been the right thing but i uh you 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 got to kind of be i guess what i would say is like you have to be yourself and so if if the right opportunity came up i would move out there just because it's so great creatively and like i spend time with keb mo like i i look up to keb mo's house and his life like he's got his beautiful family out there and he moved out there i mean i know he's not a country artist but i go well like you know that would be he he's got it together you know he's a california guy but he's out there making music and um it's so you take somebody like me who likes to surf like has so many friends and such a huge network out here in Southern California. Um, it, for me to go out there, it would be when I left Hawaii, when I was 27, I was on TV and every time I played a gig, um, about 200 kids would show up to the gig. And that's pretty good for, you know, Honolulu. And I had a huge network of friends and I, I had this huge community and I, and I was surfing every day. And I said, man, this isn't good enough. I got to move to LA to like really become something. And it had always stuck in my head that I had taken for granted um, what I had created. You know, it was like, I think we all struggle from this. Like it's not good enough, or we reached the, we reached this one goal. And then after that, uh, you know, it's just, we don't want it anymore. Or, you know, we, we don't really fully um, embrace the things that we, we do, you know, we, that the good things that we created. And so I would definitely move to Nashville for the right circumstance, but I love, I love California and I already feel like, um, I'm living the best life ever here with the, you know, this, this weather and, you know, I have this, this network of friends and fans that I have out here is incredible. So it would be hard to leave that. And uh, it's really easy to get on a plane. And I love spending time in Nashville. So right now, I kind of feel like I have the perfect situation. So well, I'm going to give away a secret right now. Also, when you go into town, you're like, you A, you cannot flake out on this meeting. You know, you can only see me these two weeks. So you better, we better make it happen in this two weeks. And, you know, people, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm in town for, you know, this is time. You can't. You know, you can't flake on me this time. You know, if you want me, this is it. This is your chance. Like the takeaway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there's so many of those direct flights straight from uh, Elliot or OC to to Nashville. So it's it's easy. A lot. It goes back to what we were talking about. You know, trying to get a hit or trying to get people to pay attention to you or like your songs. And then, you know, you so you start like writing this writing songs for that. You know, to get get people into into what you're into or you maybe start looking for songs let's say you're looking for songs through publishers like what's what's going to be a hit what's going to get me famous what's going to get me all these fans <laughs> and to me that's like putting the car before the horse right right and and i've done it i'm not saying that i i you i learned these lessons the hard way but what i love about these songs are it's my uh producer and i writing these songs from our life you know we're experiencing this, these things these loves these losses these uh just these amazing nights because my uh, producer Justin and I we're, we're buddies. We're close friends. That's another reason why it would be hard to leave California because you know, it's, it's not a, I don't think it's a coincidence that somebody that I vibe with as a musician 
lives a, a mile away from me. And that, and that happened through a Nashville connection. We met through a Nashville situation. And it's like, wow, somebody that I, that I jive with so well and work together with so well is this close, is, lives this close to me. Uh, let's, I'm going to go with this, you know? And so, so to answer the question, two buddies who, you know, we write these songs together and we're going through our life over the last three years and we're writing these songs from our life. It's just like Waylon and Cash. So those guys, they weren't out looking for hits. They were just writing from their life and it resonated with, with all of us. And so for me, this album is that, you know, it's this thing where it's like, Hey, this is take it or leave it. We've worked our asses off on this thing and we're very proud of it. And by the way, this is, you got, you got an incredibly hard breakup song in there from my life. You got an amazing, fun uh, bro night song in there where, you know, Jess and I just take it to the next level, you know? Um, and I, th- I think it just translates in the song. I mean, there's that, the like crazy wild ride that I'm living is in those songs. And, and everyone that like listens to it, the album, they're like, this is, this is incredible. I've had this thing on repeat. I just keep listening to this album nonstop. And I think there, it's just so honest. I guess if that, you know, if that's the best way I could, I just, we didn't try to do anything except write songs that express what we're, what we're dealing with, you know? You have a, your hand in a lot of iron. You know, you're, you're ironing a lot of fires these days, and 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 one of the songs that you have on the album is the next Aldine show, and that song is about uh, the Route 91 music festival tragedy that happened last year in Vegas. Um, were you actually at the show, or that I, I I didn't get that or not? Well, uh, let me let's see if I could recount uh, that whole night. I'm driving, and I hear that. They're shooting. I'm. I'm not there. I'm uh, in California, and I've got. I've got maybe over twenty friends at this festival, and I hear that this is going on. And oh man, I'm getting worked up thinking about it. Just to to not know, there's so many people that you love are possibly dead and getting shot at, like and or like just being traumatized by the thing, like to, to, so that's why it's like, um, Justin, my, my close friend and producer, he was there with his wife. Um, other, other singers that I'm really tight with were there. So many friends. I mean, even to this day, I have friends who they just, there's, you're never the same again. You know, the, the impact, the impact is so huge that I don't even know if we can calculate it. Not only do, so every, every music fan, the next week and from now on is going, if something happens, where am I going to run? So instead of being like, you know, those people were having a pure moment, enjoying their life and celebrating what our life is about. You know, it's they're there for music and like just with their friends. And uh, so that's why we wrote the song is um, when Justin and his wife came back, his, uh, his wife, Heather, well, I'm also close with said, I don't think I want to go to shows anymore. I just don't want to do that. I'm not. And I was like, no way. This guy cannot take this away from us. He cannot. It, you know, this is one of the like things that just makes life so sweet and so worth living. And um, so that's why we wrote the song was to just let people know that um, they can't stop us. They can't stop our way of life and just 
this one thing is not going to bring our bring any of our people down. I mean, I, it's about the song. You know, one of the lines is uh, uh, "You and me in this country music family," and it and it really has got tight got tighter because of this. You know, everybody has come together because of this. And like, um, I've been to a bunch of Route 91 benefits, and I played a few, and they every, all the survivors and the families have really rallied together and come together and. Um, that's a beautiful thing. And it makes me happy to see that people are, um, you know, just coming together when something's so, so dark. And I don't, I don't even not have a word to express it. I'm just rambling here, but it's all of us have been impacted. The whole world was impacted. And um, so that's what the song's about. And we just want to, if, if anything happens with the song, we just want to give all the proceeds to the, the victims and their families. Cause um, I, I had about 20 friends there and, just that that fear and that pain and even now just knowing that there's you know there's times that they struggle you know there's some loud pop i have a friend who like he was in a club the other night and he heard this loud pop and he just got real weird and i just want to like and i mean and you can't even hug somebody like that because they you know they're they're in such shock and trauma that they they'll just push you away like and you just all you want to do is like open your arms to them. So the interesting, I think, too, as as well as other things you, you have going on too, is uh, you're also a part of the Women in Rock event that's coming up in September. <laughs> yes, Women in Rock. They do. They really do. Okay, so it was. It's. I'm glad you asked this. It's so funny because um, the whole thing is my idea, and I heard I heard about this guy who was um, supplying these products to women in these women's shelters. And he was just talking about how these women don't, they don't have, you know, they don't spend any time on themselves. It's just a struggle to feed the kids and just, you know, they ha- they're taking care and they're barely getting by just, you know, and all their resources and energies are on these kids and they don't even spend time. They don't even take a moment to like buy themselves nice underwear or like products to just like take care of themselves. It's all about the kids. And so, you know, I heard about that and I was like, I'm like, why am I being so moved? This is like, really touching me. And I was thinking about how my mom, when she was a single mom, was working three jobs and doing everything. And then me and my brother and sister like hated her for it. You know, like, cause she mom's crazy, but who wouldn't be crazy if you're working three jobs, you come home and the freaking the frickin toilet's broken. Like, you know what I mean? So I just started thinking about like how, you know, all the, like so many women in my life, even my, um, my buddy's sister almost died from an eating disorder. Started to think about all these powerful women who, who like came, um, overcame these circumstances. And, you know, I just wanted to, I'm like, I want to do something for women. And this feels weird. Cause I'm like such an average dude. I'm thinking like, okay, but, um, I just want to celebrate that. And, uh, and I just started talking about it, talked about it with this, uh, female executive at this interior design magazine who I'm friends with. And she's like, let's put, the, you know, we put together this event and I just wanted to showcase when, mostly for me, it's about women musicians. So like when I see Oriansi or some female guitar player just shredding, I'm like, this is awesome. I love this. You know, because, you know, I'm in a world where like it drives me nuts when I hear, oh, she's good for a girl. I like that. That has always like stung with me just because. Um, so this event, even though it's women rock and it's celebrating women, it's really about all of us. You know, it's all it's all about it's about men and women just coming together to celebrate community and inspiring women. One of the things too, you also have coming up in the next couple of weeks is a, a little a pet project. I heard that you're really excited about. 
your rock and roll camp in Norway, of all places. <laughs> so how did this come about and, and what, what's going to happen at the camp? It's so funny, man, because I just I start talking about things that inspire me and things start to move. It's so funny because I uh, we got these gigs in Norway and I talked to my buddy who set it all up out there. And I go, you know, there's a lot of days off, you know, and I'm wondering if me and the band should just like maybe go to another country or just like go like this stuff. I'm like, but what might be really cool is that if there's some kids that, you know, in the community that they have a band, maybe, maybe we could do like a workshop with my band. We just get together with them and, you know, work with these kids that, you know, because just, you know, um, American musician coming over there to, to do all these gigs and then to like work with them. That would, I would love that as a teenager. So I was like, you know, maybe we would just do something with these kids. Next thing I know, the conversation ends up, I'm friends with the mayor and the, the city go- or the county government is funding this whole thing. <laughs> and we're going to work with these kids for three days. And I keep saying kids, but they're ages 12 to 20. So it's just young, young musicians. And uh, we're going to put them together in a group and we're going to have them open for us at one of the gigs. So, and, um, and, you know, it just kind of took on a life of its own. And all I have to do is hang out with some young musicians and work on music with them. So to me, it's like I get to do something fun and uh, the whole community has ra- rallied behind it in this foreign country. Well, awesome. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. We totally, we totally appreciate you, you know listening to your story. And where where can we find uh, the new album? Everything I've got, uh, and any other your social media, all the all the stuff about the Route ninety one and all that. Where where can we find that on your website? RyeBradley.com's got a link to Women Rock, which is a celebration of women um, badasses. So we're gonna have shredding music, musicians. We're gonna have a female jujitsu fighter give a demonstration, which is gonna be incredible. Um, a TED Talk from a businesswoman. All that info is on RyeBradley.com. There's a tab at the top for Women Rock. My uh, The Las Vegas Fund is on, also a tab right at the top. Um, so if you want to purchase a song or make a donation to the victims of the Route 91, that's there right at the top. And my, my camp in Norway, if you live in Ringsocker, Norway, and you, 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 wanted, you, you don't have to be an accomplished musician. You just have to love music and, ha- you know, bring your instrument and we're, we're going to work it out. So that's a tab right at the top too. So ridebradley.com is kind of a hub for all these things. And as well as the album, which is available on all major online retailers. So uh, Apple music, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all have the new album, everything I've got. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of millennial money. I'll be back on Tuesday with a fresh episode for you to check out. In the meantime, if you love this podcast, love this episode, and have found value in the content we share with you, I totally appreciate it if you do me a favor, head on over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. I promise to be your BFF for life. I never will forget you had me spinning like a record soaking up that summer sky. Laying on a blanket, Springsteen on the airwaves, laughing in the low beam lights, baby it's hard.